For today's video, I'm doing something minor that I haven't really done before. What is that that I'm doing? I'm using the same thumbnail that I used in yesterday's video today. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about anything new. I think it warrants getting a little deeper into the Russia-Ukraine situation. And we covered some good stuff in that yesterday, but I definitely want to talk a little bit more about it today because it's unsettling me and I added a defense stock and I didn't have any defense exposure before this, but I've now added Maxar Technologies to the portfolio, M-A-X-R is the ticker. So I think uh, it warrants some discussing Russia and Ukraine. So yesterday we obviously saw the attack, if you want to call it that, on the nuclear plant, the nuclear facility. And that is, uh, you know, disorienting a little bit. Um, but I don't think we can view that situation in isolation. I think there's two positives that came out of that situation. One happened right before we got a ceasefire of certain areas and certain routes that allowed civilians to exit and materials to move through. And we had apparently nothing major occurring at the facility today, Russia allowing people to go in and operate it, etc. So it doesn't look like maximum strength is occurring. That is a positive development in some ways. We're getting talks early next week. Hopefully we can get some sort of conclusion or take another step towards you know, a ceasefire. We've kind of done a partial ceasefire in some areas. Hopefully next week we can work on that ceasefire because you know, as I said earlier on in this conflict, it was my understanding that Russia's goal was not to dominate the world, it was not necessarily to even take over Ukraine, but it was just to push back NATO. Um, and since then, they've seemingly contradicted themselves on that. They said, uh, I believe it was Wednesday, Lavrov, that the Ukrainians should elect their own leaders. And then Thursday, Putin said, yesterday, Putin said that uh, he's not going to back down on his claim that Russians and Ukrainians are one people. So... It's kind of strange if you're attacking your own people, you know, whatever. Quite unusual situation. Um, and hopefully it ends next week. If it doesn't end next week and we continue to see escalation, what I'm fearful of is quite large and it's not Russia, Ukraine. I'm going to, I'm going to turn the camera down just a little bit because I feel like my angle is a little weird. What I'm fearful of is not Russia-Ukraine. It's Russia and China. Still early, still very early, but a couple things that I'm noticing, and you might want to call these conspiracy theories, but in times like this, we're really just piecing together things. You know, all rules, all bets are off when it comes to war. That's just the way it is. So... What am I noticing? Well, first, the power outage in Taiwan. Okay, they said it was an isolated thing. Marco Rubio, who I like a lot and trust a lot, said, well, these things happen for a lot of reasons all the time. Let's not look too much into it. All right, not gonna look too much into it. Then we see the fire in South Korea near their nuclear plant. And then we see the Russian attack on the nuclear plant. 
Okay? It's a whole lot of things happening near energy facilities or at energy facilities in such a short period of time. Then today, China says African swine flu detected in Xinjiang. Okay, Xinjiang. You know what that is? Xinjiang. That is the area where the Uyghurs are. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the Uyghurs, but that has been a common point of Western criticism of China has been the Uyghur cleansing. We'll call it the ethnic cleansing. And, you know, that is kind of the, the, that's kind of the line. You know, that's kind of the line. When you get to the ethnic cleansing part, that can really, you know, really cause some conflict. So it looks to me like China might get involved, those things, and then Russia saying they expect China to defend them and to attack the West and make the West pay. So there's a whole lot of unknowns, possible points of contention, things going on. Obviously, a lot of uncertainties ahead. And all of these are uncertain. And part of things being uncertain is things can go better than expected. As a matter of fact, COVID was such a big uncertainty in March of 2020. And yes, it did cause a market crash. But... Things got better after that and got a lot better and got better for the market than they were before. Obviously, some of that has to do with the stimulus that had been done. But uncertainty, while it may present short-term stress, does not necessarily mean long-term damage. And I understand, you know, there's been a lot of criticism for money managers because, you know, they don't want to take losses and they say, oh, in the long term, five years, we're all going to be okay. We're not playing like that, okay? I feel you. I didn't get paid for my money management for last year. Energy stocks fell. I got essentially sanctioned by my broker for not being registered. I've cleared both of those, okay? Now I'm expected to be paid a lot for this year. Now I'm registered. I made it through the thick. And now I'm into the, into the good. I'm up for the year quite a lot. But it was only a couple months. My point here is, I don't have a whole lot of money personally. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not, you know, it doesn't matter to me what happens in the short term. This is our time. I'm with you right now. So, I think you have to be positioned responsibly. Um, and prepared for either way the uncertainty goes. I think if you do that, uh, and you acknowledge the potential for a 10 or 20% drawdown, and you're okay with that, you can certainly be invested in this market um, and take advantage of the buying opportunities that exist. There is a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty, historically, is the time to buy. So sometimes you just gotta run into the fire. It is possible. China is just a conspiracy theory I have and they're not going to get involved and everything's going to be okay and Russia's going to solve it next week. Well, that could not happen. Regardless, we have to play both sides. Part of me playing both sides was adding the defense stocks, which I didn't have today, and adding them to my portfolio. What else do you need to do? You need to have some downside protection on the broader market. What have I done? I'll give you exactly what I've done. I've put about 3% of my portfolio 
in some S&P, SPY, um, out of the money, $420 strike uh, put options for May 20th of this year. That is my exact downside protection move. Additionally, I've written call options against some positions, not too crazy. Um, unfortunately, I am taking losses on that because the stock I did that on has been continuing to turn higher. But I've already had almost 100% gain on that stock, so you know it is what it is. Can't get too greedy. And then I have 10x growth stocks. I'm fully convinced are winners. I've talked about Editas a lot on this channel. Editas allows genetic engineering. has made significant progress over the last two years, and there's been a lot more focus on healthcare and future innovations. Yet. And this is a big important point because the company has had positive trial data that they didn't have before. They've essentially proved that they can actually edit your eyes. Jesus cured the blind in the Bible. The stock is below pre-pandemic levels despite everything I just told you. And a huge patent win earlier this week. The stock was up 15% after hours on that and closed that day and the next day like up 3% or even down or something ridiculous. Didn't make a lot of sense to me, but that is part of where the advantage is in this market. If things go well, stocks like that, I hope, will begin to do well if people can get calm, if Russia, Ukraine can subside, and then if we can have a soft landing by the Fed. If Russia, Ukraine can't subside, well, none of us know what's gonna happen. We're going to have to piece together these things that we're seeing, put them together, and then be prepared for various scenarios and use them, the, you know, the fires, the electricity in Taiwan, the talk out of Russia, what they're doing, etc. Use them to gauge probabilities of those scenarios and adjust our portfolios accordingly to hopefully be able to handle all scenarios. So... That is today's video. Um, I've definitely got some concern, but as Warren Buffett says, never bet against America. America is the world to uh, world war back-to-back -back world war champs, and I am fully convinced that will not change. Fully convinced. Like there's no question about that. This is not some geopolitical arrogance on my part. This is not some excessive nationalism or patriotism on my part. This is what the American system has fostered. We've fought this fight before, if it gets there. I don't think it will, I hope it won't, but if it does, because the market might predict and you know, overreact to a worst case scenario situation. The American capitalist system, the freedom of this country, has won and always will win. And our country is older than Russia and China. China has had regime change after regime change after regime change after regime change after regime change. They want to take over Taiwan, which is the previous regime, which is capitalist because of their capitalist projects. So believe me, we're winning this. There will be a period at a time when America is not worried about war. 
Right now we are. I am. Not to us. I think it's a low probability, but something we need to consider. That's today's video, and until next time, peace out.